the Ravens, never mind a podcast about music, movies, books, any form of entertainment. I'm Kim. I'm John. And happy Pride Month, John. I know, that's exciting. It is. I mean, I it's June, as we're recording right now. It's a month of rainbows of every color flag possible. Believe me, there is... A lot of different flags out there that represent different parts of the community. Uh, not just the rainbow. The like I identify as bisexual. So the bisexual flag is actually blue, purple, and pink. Uh, the trans flag is light blue, pink, and white. Pansexual is blue, pink, and yellow. And there's many, 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 many more. There's even, uh, like, specific flags for gay men. There's specific flags for lesbians. So, and there are many books out there. If you want to go look up to see which flag represents you, by all means, go do that. I mean, I'm sure there's one out there for you. Today, to celebrate Pride Month, we are going to look through history of famous actors of the LGBTQ plus community. And a lot of them might be a little surprising and some not so much. Uh, can you think of any actors you know right off your head, John? I really don't. Um, this morning, um, dur- during our run with one of our, uh, with one of my running buddies, um, we were actually talking about this a little bit and uh, the, the the one that popped to mind the, the, the most was actually Rock Hudson because um, I remember when Rock Hudson first um, came out and it was actually, uh, I believe, because he had been diagnosed with AIDS at the time. And that's when it first made its public appearance. And I think a lot of people were shocked uh, by the revelation. Um, but... That was something that, for for various reasons, people uh, basically kept themselves, I guess the term would be closeted, um, for, uh, you know, the sake of their careers and different things like that. Um, But also, um, you know, I I, I think there was also a lot of, um, you know, keeping their interest to themselves and not broadcasting um what what their what their lifestyle was it was it, it was more of a private time um than, than being uh publicly publicly celebrating i would say yeah at the like in the 1920s when movies started to happen it was the big thing all of the roles actually were more gender fluid if you look at back at Errol Flynn and all of the actors of that time they were effeminate in their looks, so it wasn't really a big deal at that time to have a, quote, queer side to yourself, and it wasn't celebrated, but it wasn't looked down on, and that changed in starting in the 30s when the studios started to step in and use guidelines for their actors, and the roles also changed in the movies for actors like the man became the leading man and they had to be buff and good looking and very masculine. 
in their appearance. And women did the submissive, beautiful roles. So at about that time, it was everybody started to, if they were part of the family, so to speak, they did closet because of those guidelines, because it all comes down to money. The studios didn't want to have their leading men be gay because they were afraid that the viewing audience wouldn't want to come to the movies to see these men and women because they were the whole shift in morality at the time also changed. It was the wholesome forties and fifties with mom and dad and their 2.5 kids, that kind of thing. You wouldn't want your little kid to go to a movie and see this, a man or a woman kiss another man or another woman. Right. And you know, at the same time when you're saying this, um, there was a lot of, um, let's call it morality that was legislative and put into law during those times because, um, you know, not just with the, um, the, the gay community, um, but also with people of color. I mean, during the same time, if you were in an interracial marriage, it was illegal and you could be put in prison. Uh, the same thing is true here. And take a look at a lot of the movies that have come out um, in, in the past decade where they basically um, were doing stories on historical figures that did some incredible stuff and saved incredible amounts of people during wartime, but then it was found out that they were homosexual, and bam, uh, all of a sudden their, their um, reputation was destroyed, and they were thrown in jail, or they committed suicide, and it's, and it's, now we look back at it and see it's, it's shocking, but back then you probably had uh, a majority of society going, oh, oh good, they were bad, they were evil. Yeah, it's like, that's against, now, I don't want to disparage anybody's religion here, but at the time it was, that's against God to love another person of the same sex. You're evil, you're sinning. So it's like, oh, yay, they're in jail. They can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And and, uh, and a lot of it, um, you know, throwing... Uh, uh, throwing another uh, political slant in there. It, it's kind of funny because when Barack Obama was in office, you had this fear that uh, Obama was putting Muslims into different government positions because they were going to impose Sharia law. Well, take a look at the United States today and take a look at the United States and its history. And we have implemented over uh, centuries uh, the Christian version of Sharia law, where we're basically uh, dictating how people should live and how people should uh, be moral and righteous based on uh, the Christian God. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, which is hilarious being as our country was uh, founded on uh, separation of church and state. Right. Which is not true at all. And, no, and and the other thing is, is taking that just a step further, everyone says, you know, the country was founded on Christian principles. It was not. The founding fathers were deists, and all deists do is recognize that there is a superior power that has created or is in control of the universe, but they don't dictate which one. And it's interesting that when you have... Um, Members of Congress elected 
that are basically Muslim believers in Islam, a lot of them choose to be sworn in on Thomas Jefferson's Koran. And I find that interesting um, because the founding fathers basically were very, very open-minded on religion. Yeah. And uh, I guess we're, we like totally sidetracked the point here, but it does play into prejudice with the LGBTQ community, how even in government, you can't get married if you're gay. You can't um, at one time hold a good job. If your employer found out that you were gay, you lost your job. Look at the movie Philadelphia. Tom Hanks' character was gay, and his um, employer fired him when he found out. So that portrayed that really well. It was an excellent movie. I highly suggest everybody go out and watch it. And it also shows how, um, because his character does contract AIDS, how they were pariahs in their own right when gay men in the 80s, early 90s, even today, even though with the medications, you can be undetectable, which means untransmittable. But at the time, (laughs) there was nothing. And if you... Even women, even lesbians at the time, they also contracted AIDS. They were not talked about as much, but they did as well. So that kind of thing, I think, actually, at times, did closet a lot of actors and actresses because they would probably be stamped with, oh, they could have AIDS because they're gay. Just because, I mean, that's not true at all. If you're gay, that has nothing to do with that. Period. Heterosexual or straight, however you want to call, you know, straight people as, they also contracted AIDS via sex. Not just blood transfusions. Or what was it? There was another one, another reason. Oh, it's basically... um... Uh, AIDS was transmitted by the sharing of body fluids. Yeah. So you're basically talking uh, any kind of intravenous drugs or intravenous uh, oh, yeah, treatment at the hospital. Uh, you basically had any kind of sex, unprotected sex, that basically transmitted body fluids. Um, you know, and it's interesting that what you said about how everything, um, you know, at the time it, it, it first started, you basically had people condemning people because, you know, it was uh, it was a low life to do drugs. It was uh, the homosexuals, the gays, the queers, you know, uh, it, it was God's curse on them. And then all of a sudden, um, more celebrities and more heter- heterosexuals um, from their various behaviors started contracting AIDS. And then all of a sudden it became serious because now yeah. um, it, it was a little bit more widespread. So now we got to do something because it's affecting people that we quote unquote like. Yeah, it and like you said, Rock Hudson himself, he passed away in 1985 from AIDS or complications of AIDS. And he came out I, when I looked, did all my research, which if I highly suggest everybody go do that, just Google in famous actors of the LGBTQ community. Now, of course, you're going to get a lot of them of today, but you're also going to get 
past actors, like, and see how much it was covered up. So it wasn't, you know, they're they're straight. They're a leading man. They're a beautiful woman. Every woman wants to marry this gorgeous man. Every man wants to have have this woman. We don't want to hear that this these two women are together. Well, I'm sure there's some men out there who have those fantasies. And even some women. Um and no man and no one wants to hear that these two men are enjoying each other and loving each other. No one wants to hear that. Even today, there are actually many closeted actors and actresses today because they're afraid that they're not going to get the roles. No one wants to thinks a gay man can play a straight man, which is such a lie. There, it all comes down to chemistry between the two actors. It has nothing to do with their sexuality. If you and I, I know that you are a cis white man who is straight in a very loving marriage. That doesn't mean that you don't have chemistry with another person. You can, like with me, we have chemistry. We sit here and we're talking about nothing in general. But it's our chemistry together that actually makes it work. No, and I I agree with you because, um, you know, I think that's one of the things where it it becomes a lot easier for an actor to keep it quiet. Well, it's actually easier for anybody to keep it quiet if they so choose to or feel the need because, um, you know, unless you're unless you're uh, a guy grabbing another guy, which, you know, and, and that's the other thing that bothers me is people, you know, as soon, soon as you get labeled with gay or queer or transgender or whatever, all of a sudden you are promiscuous. And you're a pedophile, and that's absolutely not true. I mean, you can you can be a straight heterosexual male or female and still be a pedophile or still be promiscuous. Um, being being gay doesn't make you one of those. It just makes your interest in um, a person of the same sex. Period. That's it. Yeah, and. Um, but as far as the chemistry goes, if you think about it, um, you know, throughout your life, you have had to have chemistry with different people in different situations in your, in your work life. You probably have chemistry with coworkers, both male and female, especially within your own department. And if you don't, it makes your work life that much rougher. If you've ever played in, in, in bands, um, there's has to be chemistry there because if there's not, um, the band's going to split and, and take a look at not just professional bands, but take a look at your friends, uh, in the bands that they've been in, or take a look at the bands that you've been in. Um, take a look at your interest and, and the same thing's true of your friends and stuff, because there's going to be people that you are more friendly with, um, not just of the same sex, but opposite sex. And it doesn't mean anything other than you interact with them in a more in-tune manner than you do with other people. Yeah. I um, personally, I do go to a lot of gay bars because I do have a lot of gay friends. I have a lot of transsexual friends. I have a lot of non-binary friends. 
as well. So I do see I'm part of that community. Not only my the B and the LGBTQ, but I get along more with them sometimes than I do a straight person because we can we look past all of the morality and we see the true person. We see their that they're great people and they love. They are very loving. Now, of course, like in every community, there are those that are not. But the majority of the people I interact with, every time I walk into the bar, they're like, hey, Kim, how are you doing today? You look gorgeous. Love your makeup. Well, that's a lot of things. And always giving hugs. That's a I think with, especially with gay men, they hug. They are huggers. And they're always welcoming. Now that we've stated or said our opinions on the uh, whole matter, let's jump into some of the actors that I found in the golden age of movies and entertainment that were either known outright to be gay or closeted. Now, James Dean, would you ever think of James Dean being gay? I I would not, but it would be something I would never have considered one way or another. Yeah. Well, again, another leading man, look at this good-looking guy that every woman wants. Uh, At the time, that would definitely change opinions like, ooh, he likes another man, no woman's going to want him, which is so not true. He's still a good-looking man. He only lived to 24 because of a tragic car accident, but he was definitely closeted, especially by the movie industry themselves because it was money. No one They just thought no one would want to go to the movie theater and see him if they knew he was gay. Uh, let's see. Rock Hudson, as you pointed out earlier... He died, like I said, of AIDS in 1985, and he came out a couple months before he passed away, which is very, very sad to not be able to live your life openly because of moral guidelines or whatever you want to call it up to three months before you pass away. I, I, I cannot even fathom that. To be that closeted to that point. Uh, Anthony Perkins uh, from Psycho fame. He was gay. And he also passed away in 1992 from AIDS. And he, uh, in the industry at the time, there were what's called lavender marriages. Which were basically like fronts. They said, okay, you have to marry my secretary. To make it look like you're straight. But it's just a fake marriage. And um, Cary Grant and I think Cary Grant and uh, Audrey Hepburn were married at one time. Or seeing each other. I knew they were, I think they were in a re- always seen together as in a relationship. But Cary Grant was gay. And so I'm going to assume that. Audrey Hepburn herself was gay, at least bisexual in any way. So that was another lavender marriage. 
they did that a lot, which, again, is kind of sad for both people because the one person was made to be in this marriage and probably made, probably cared for the other but didn't love them. And I'm sure their intimate relationship was either non-existent. Non yeah, non-existent or, again, I don't want to use forced because that shows that lack of consent. But it was like, yes, you have to have children to make it look like this is a real marriage. So I'm sure that was not comfortable for either party. Uh, actually, Anthony Perkins had two children with his his wife. And to this day, both of his, like one of his daughters actually still says, no, they had a loving marriage. Well, they might have, but not in a true sense of love. Uh, oh, <laughs> this one I find actually really hilarious is Marlon Brando. Because he's famously all saying, oh yeah, I had, I was intimate with, he said he was intimate with James Dean. And a bunch of other actors. But they were only what he would consider encounters with them. And I'm like, uh, there's a new way to put that. Encounters. Well, that sounds like a, sounds like a typical uh, male, male viewpoint on um, sexual relationships with another person, male or female. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had an encounter. Oh, okay. Uh, with that one, I found that he said he had an encounter with uh, Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor's wife actually said, kind of confirmed it a little bit, saying, yeah, it was the 70s. And we were all really high on drugs, so in the, I'm sorry, this is going to get a little graphic. I'm trying, I'm going to censor it as best I can, but basically saying you could have sex with a radiator and send it flowers in the morning, you were that high. You didn't really, you know, you're like, oh, person, let's have sex. It's, you know, which kind of like, does it make sense, but it does. Or actually blaming the drugs for it? Um, unless you've been alive in those decades, don't comment too much on it. <laughs> well, because uh, <laughs> drug use at that time, I mean, um, I believe they actually did a movie on Studio 54. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure the movie was a lot tamer than real life. Um, so drug use and the interactions between people, um, when they talk free love... Um, and they talk about living in communes and, um, uh, th there were probably no holds barred. I mean, if, if the lifestyle that was going on across the board and even in, um, you know, businesses and government and everything else that was going on in, um, uh, the freewheeling lifestyle, the sixties and seventies, um, most businesses would be shut down today because everybody would have been fired for sexual harassment. Probably. <laughs> or um, even forcing themselves on somebody else or oh, other things and, like and that. During that time period, there probably wasn't a whole hell of a lot of forcing going on. <laughs> well, I personally was born in 1977, so I was... You missed the fun. Yeah, I missed that totally. 
you, on the other hand, I don't know, were you partaking in said fun in the 70s, in the free love movement? I was still in high school, but I got to be a spectator. (laughs) We'll talk about that one off mic, (laughs) because I'm sure there's lots of stories. Uh, Let's see, which one? Oh, uh, Raymond Burr of Perry Mason fame. He was reportedly gay. Looking back on it now, of course, at the time, would you think Perry Mason, the the staunch lawyer, was gay? You know, I, I got to tell you, um, and and this is just my perspective. I think from the '60s and '70s, is I don't think people were as caring as to who was gay or at that time you didn't have a lot of transgender because uh, you really didn't have the uh, the medical opportunities back then. But as far as gay and lesbian, I really don't think there was a lot of, there was a lot of caring because everything was done behind, um, for lack of a better term, bedroom walls. That's where it all took place. Um, you know, the same thing for, for decades there had been uh, the jokes and innuendos of the casting couch. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that that came to uh, over the past few years, you've had people getting getting crushed because of that. But it's stuff that went on for decades. This wasn't something that was brand new. It's just that people decided to stand up and speak out. Um, so I think what you had is you had a lot of I really am not all that interested in their personal life because people were more enamored of uh, uh, let's have their poster on my bedroom wall, especially teenagers and stuff like that because you had uh, uh, teen idols. That was basically it. You you had these people up on pedestals and stuff. Um, and I don't think they really did much digging into the backgrounds. But then again, like you have said repeatedly, um, the studios had their own vested interest in keeping things quiet because they were all making money. Um, and that that has continued through today. It's, it, it's all about the money. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I don't believe people gave much thought because I don't think they really cared if it didn't affect them. Oh, true. And if you look through, because I grew up in the 80s and... All the movies of then, uh, there was always, oh, don't do that, that's so gay, or don't be a homo, or that kind of thing. So, for me personally, that's probably why I waited till I was in, actually, I'd say uh, two, three years ago, when I came out. That's actually probably one of the reasons why I had waited so long, because it was always like, oh... She's so sexy. I she's beautiful, but I'm straight. Cuz I didn't want to have that stigma of oh she's a lesbian or that kind of thing cuz I was raised in a decade where the saying oh that's so gay was prevalent in the movies not just society but in the movies. Oh no, you're right because if you take a look at um you know, the 80s, the 90s. I mean, you you really didn't get a lot of this celebration of coming out up until like about the past decade. 
And now it's every time you turn around, a movie comes out where you have to have a gay character, you have to have a transgender character, you have to have one of the things that we grave about on our runs is is every every badass female superhero that comes out is a lesbian. Well, you don't have to be a lesbian to be a badass, <laughs> but but they all are, and 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 that I think is. Uh, demeaning in its own right that if you're a lesbian, obviously you're you're a big tough male, yeah, f- female, um, and, and I find that funny because that's not that's not necessarily true. Having having a desire for a person of the same sex doesn't make you stronger or weaker or whatever. It just makes it you. Wait, what? I I can't be a, I can't be Wonder Woman if I'm not a lesbian. What? Or, no, 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 that that's, the, that seems to be the way that the that the, that the movie industry is going. I mean, our favorite one is Batwoman, uh, the the TV show, because you know, um, you, you got this this badass superhero, um, although Batwoman doesn't have any powers, um, but then well, she has to be a lesbian because you know it, you know, and then the, the, this female superhero is badass. Well, she's a lesbian and it's like come on get over it yeah it's like no everybody can be a superhero in their own right it doesn't matter what sexuality what uh identity you have actually it's it gets kind of grating sometimes like you said when they do that it's like wait a second okay because i'm straight or bisexual or transgender or whatever I can't be that superhero. Oh, and it's the same thing. It's well, and let's take the stereotypical uh, uh, male that is gay, because uh, you, you know you keep asking, okay, Raymond Burr, Marlon Brando, James Dean, okay, because if you're gay, you're effeminate. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that. That's not necessarily uh, the, the the case. Um, I know a lot of people that are male that have effeminate. Um, touches to their personality and they're not gay that's just their personality yeah and then you have other he-men types that are they're gay yeah you know and again it's just the individual person who else uh, is there anybody more recent than uh, uh well more recent you could always get into like neil patrick harris how okay. for years like especially on how i met your mother he was portrayed as a womanizer well he is happily married to his husband and have been for years even before he came out he has two beautiful children and they are the cutest family i've ever seen in my life and if you look at them there's nothing but love in those pictures and they're always the cute halloween family picture things and christmas time but now i don't i'm trying to think after he came out has he played? He still played the character Barney on How I Met Your Mother and the Womanizer after he came out. But ever since then, he really hasn't played a straight man's part. They've all been gay. He was uh, recent. I don't know if it would be recently, but close enough that he play, was in a English movie or series that was on HBO called It's a Sin. And it's about the AIDS. I'm going to say it's a pandemic because it's worldwide. Um, and how that started in the 80s. And he played a gay man that died from AIDS. And 
there are a lot of actors like that. Um, I'm trying to think of some that they can't get a straight person's part because they're gay. There's even women like Rebel Wilson. She just came out not a couple of days ago from this recording that she's gay and has a beautiful girlfriend. And, but it's, it's still prevalent to be closeted so you can get those roles. Well, we had, uh, we had an interesting thing happen here in Grove City uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Kirsten Stewart was doing a movie of being, the, 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 the whole plot of the movie was she was gay. She was trying to come out to her mother. Um, it was small town Christmas, and they actually filmed uh, some of the small town street scenes here in Grove City. Oh, really? And when when she came to town, um, you know, Grove City is probably pretty much the birthplace of right wing Christian nut jobs <coughs> nationally. And um, the thing that's uh, kind of funny about that is. Um, we thought there would be like major protest with, you know, Kirsten Stewart coming to town. And there were, there were some, there were some slams about, oh my God, they're doing an ungodly, uh, homosexual movie in Grove City. And, uh, we, we thought it was funny. We thought, uh, you know, the town might burn down just from, uh, um, you know, the Christian wrath of God or whatever. Uh, but, but I guess they, uh, they filmed the parts and, and everybody got out unscathed. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really an eye opener. And, and I privately thought, I thought, was that Robert Pattinson's fault? But yeah, that's another story. <laughs> well, that, I think that's, yeah, that's a whole, there's another like quote lavender marriage because I'm, I'm sure the studio at the time when Twilight was being filmed and coming out kind of thing that they made that relationship very public. Like, oh, those two are dating. Well, well, yeah, because it sells the movie. Yeah. You know, but the other thing is, is I, I think also, um, you, you know, ju- jumping to a, a slightly di- different track um, with, with the arranged marriages or relationships and stuff. I mean, take a look at uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie when they did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which basically broke up his marriage to uh, um, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, because when you're spending months on a set, and, and this goes back to what you said about chemistry and stuff like that, sometimes chemistry not only takes you to the line, but sometimes it takes you across the line. Yeah. And and I think the same thing was pretty pretty true there, regardless. I, I don't know whether that was arranged or not, but it made for good PR uh, because you had the uh, on-screen couple becoming a real-life couple. Yeah. And so, you know, hey, that's where it ended up. They're both happy. They're both making money. They're both getting parts. Hey. Well, they're not together anymore, but that's neither here nor there. Usual, well, I shouldn't say usual Hollywood marriage because there are many Hollywood marriages that are like Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. They've been married for decades yeah. and are still together and, and in a loving relationship. They're one of the few ones, but they're still out there. And it's just... There's some, um, Elton John's another one. He's another famous, but he's out. Yeah. And has been for a long time. A long time, yeah. And I know this is very stereotypical to think this, but if you look back on his career when he, before he came out, all the elaborate costumes that he wore, 
I'm sure at the time people were like, oh, yeah, he's gay because look at what he's wearing. Um, did you think that? No, it's, it's actually funny because I remember when he first came out, um, when he first started uh, becoming a star, um, you know, he, he was relatively normal. And then all of a sudden he, uh, at least with his stage appearance, and then all of a sudden he started getting wacky with the costumes and stuff. And my reaction was, uh, you got to be different. And during the, you know, during that time period, it was also uh, right around the time of the glitter period where you had people like Mick Jagger and David Bowie, um, you know, wearing uh, women's makeup when they perform. You know, uh, you know, Ziggy Stardust and the Spider from Mars. Jesus, I mean, you know, you had everybody. You couldn't tell whether they were straight, gay, Martian, Russian, whatever. Um, everybody was all over the place, so you really didn't give any thought other than they're entertainers. Yeah. Um, which which kind of, you know, just, just you think of Hollywood and you think about anything goes as long as it doesn't destroy your career. Yeah. So. He's like, yeah, today I'm straight. Maybe tomorrow I'll be a lesbian or gay or I'll consider myself gender fluid or... Anything like that, because it's going to uh, get me a part, which kind of degrades the community saying, hey, I can get this part if I say this is my girlfriend. Yeah. Or this is my boyfriend. That goes like with straight, you know, like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. It's, you know, they put them together because, hey, they dated in this movie and they got married and blah, 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 blah. We're going to put them together in real life. So all the teenage girls at the time can be like, oh, it's so cute. Look at them. They're in love on screen and they're loving life. Mm. I'm sure they, they're, and they still are very good friends. But what, was there a true relationship there? Or was it just, uh, okay, you guys go out to dinner tonight and we're going to have the paparazzi take pictures? Well, and you, you never know because it's all about... It's all about making money, and, and the more good, positive PR you can get around something, or sometimes negative PR, as long as it's not movie killing, um, you know, it just it, it just turns out to be a good thing because you know it, it's a business. From what I notice in Hollywood today, it's all about money. It's not allowing somebody to be their true self and still do their job the way they want to do it, and. That's in all of society as well. I'm not going to come out because I don't want to lose my job. Or I don't want my family to leave me because or kick me out because who I am. That kind of thing. So I'm, we're going to wrap it up because I'm sure this has gotten really, really long. I am rather passionate about this subject being as I am part of the community. And... I want to see everybody be themselves. Love is love. And if you are not of that opinion, I, now this is my opinion and my opinion alone, I will think you need to look inside yourself and see, wait a second, I'm wrong. I should not look at this person differently from myself. That because they love somebody of the same sex, they're bad. No. If you look at them and see something wrong, turn that mirror, turn yourself around, turn your side around. Because in my opinion, 
you are wrong. Love is love, people. John, do you want to have a closing opinion? Yeah, I would agree with you. I think um, keep your your nose out of other people's lives. Take care of your own life. And if other people are finding love with whoever they find it with, um, you know, that's great. That's super. Um, If it doesn't affect you personally and it's not happening under your roof or even if it is, um, if it's not affecting you personally, just stay out of it because everybody's their own person and everybody needs to find their own happiness. Yeah. It's a case of we, as a society, we need to be accepting of people. It's not just your sexuality, your identity, the color of your skin. That still happens today quite a bit. We should find acceptance in each other. This is who we are. This is who we were born to be. Accept one another. Love one another. We're all people. And that should, I hope, get through to some people. If not, well, that's your life and I hope one day that you see that everybody's beautiful love is love I'm going to keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it because it's true love is love people happy pride month fly your flags any flags all year round because yeah it's June and it's pride month and somebody slapped a rainbow flag on the skittles bag it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be celebrated from July to May, not just June. So love is love, and we'll talk to you guys next time.